0: It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Monday, September 19th, 2022. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Crews are planning to wrap up the construction on Sawmill Creek Road in Sitka soon, possibly by the middle of next month. The project to resurface the downtown section of Sawmill Creek Road and expand bicycle and pedestrian access has been a long time coming. It's been in the design phase for around a decade, but construction finally kicked off this summer. Jill Woolhoit is the construction manager for the project. He says for the most part it's going smoothly, though they've hit a couple of snags.
1: We had a, a few concerned citizens about um, some archaeological uh, um concerns that we had that were adjacent to our site I think we've kind of taken care of those and been very open to to uh addressing our our imp- potential impacts on those a uh, few little things with the city that we had to correct uh, like leaking pipes and stuff like that that kind of fortuitously uh ended up being a good thing for the city uh slowed us down slightly but uh for the most part it's it's gone it's gone off fairly well.
0: Typically, the Alaska Department of Transportation wraps up road construction in southeast Alaska mid-September as the weather changes, but the Sawmill Creek construction will extend into late October as long as the weather cooperates.
1: Uh, in this case, since Sitka is a little more temperate uh, than, than Juneau and Paynes for example, um, we're probably going to push it to uh, the end of October, um, There are certain things we can't do, like painting uh, asphalt. We have to have everything up to a certain temperature to be able to get those done. Um, But usually uh, we can get that done in Sitka a little bit later than some of the other places.
0: But the project still won't be finished quite yet, just on hiatus. Will Hoyt says the road will be paved for the winter, but it may not have line markings, since you can't paint those in rainy weather. For a community with only 14 miles of road, where it usually takes only 5 or 10 minutes to get where you're going, the construction has given a somewhat unusual experience to Sitka drivers this summer. Traffic delays. It's prompted some community concerns, too, like worries about cars idling for long periods of time next to a local elementary school, and a few documented instances of road rage. Page. Will Hoyt says for the most part, however, people have been kind to the flaggers and construction crew, and he thanks Sitkins for their patience.
1: These guys are tired, um, working through some bad weather,
0: uh, working as hard as they can. Just be patient with them.
1: Recognize that that they are the symbol of progress and, and they're the symbol of improvement for the city of Sitka, and they're not out there to, to make things worse. They're out there to make things better. So uh, view them as that. And, and even if possible, thank them as you drive by because we don't get a lot of that.
0: He says DOT plans to pick up construction of the road again in April of 2023 and hopes the project will be finished by June. Alaska Governor Mike Dunleavy on Thursday announced a disaster emergency for Skagway after a recent visit by state officials. As KHNS's Mike Swayze reports, the governor's declaration could provide assistance that will help Skagway mitigate rockfall hazards and expand cruise ship berthing options to accommodate visitors in 2023.
2: Borough officials hope Dunleavy's declaration of disaster emergency for Skagway will free up federal funds in addition to state funds to help combat the barrage of rock slides that continue to impact the railroad dock and limit the number of cruise passengers that can visit the port. Skagway Mayor Andrew Cremata told kh that it's the best news he could have hoped to have gotten. The
3: governor's office has been fantastic through this. They sent an entire team here. We spent an entire day with them, taking them up in the rock slide via helicopter. Some of us hiked up there. Then we had a round table with them all afternoon, and they were impressed about the severity of the situation. And they went back to the governor's office and pled our case and he declared an emergency.
2: A geotechnical engineering firm is expected to complete a 10% design plan to mitigate the rockfall later this month. But with only half a year before Skagway's next cruise season, it may not be possible to completely eliminate the rockfall hazard before ships return in 2023. Skagway officials have been meeting with the owners of the railroad dock, White Pass and Yukon route, to develop a plan to allow four ships a day to visit the town next season. That plan calls for an emergency improvement project on Skagway's ore dock to be completed by next April. The plan would increase capacity to allow a large post-Panamax or quantum-sized ship to dock there. Those ships can carry up to 4,000 passengers and 1,500 crew. Some of those larger ships had to cancel calls to Skagway this year as the only dock large enough for them in town is the railroad dock. But with its northern berth closed because of rock slide activity, any ships docking at the southern berth have to tender their passengers ashore. And as Cremata says, not all of those large ships have the capability.
3: The Norwegian Post-Panamax-class ships, they don't have tenders. So if we don't have a way to dock those Post-Panamax ships on the ore dock, we're not going to get them
2: cremata says if the larger ships can dock on the ore dock that will free up space on the railroad dock for two smaller ships south of the active rock slide area though they'll still likely have to tender people ashore the broadway dock can then be used for a fourth ship borough manager brad ryan says the ore dock extension project should cost just under six million dollars
3: a chunk of that is taking down the ore loader. another chunk of it is demoing the existing wooden dock. And then there's there's driving piles, electrical upgrades.
2: Ryan says most of that cost is already accounted for in the municipality's plan to reconfigure the ore dock as a multi-purpose dock in 2024. Engineering firm KPFF is expected to provide the next round of design plans for that project by December. On October 4th, Skagway voters will decide whether to approve up to $65 million in revenue bonds to pay for updated port infrastructure following the expiration of its 55-year lease with White Pass and Yukon Route. If approved, those funds could then be used for any project on Skagway's waterfront. Cremata hopes that some of the disaster emergency funds could be used to pay the remaining costs of emergency upgrades to the ore dock
3: if the revenue bond is approved by voters, Three and a half million of those dollars can go into some improvements on the ore dock for next season in advance of the project being done in twenty four, so that we can have four berths next summer. That's very important. There's an additional one point five million in estimated cost for that project. So I'm hopeful that maybe some of that
2: relief money could go toward that. For now, borough officials say they have a verbal agreement with White Pass to move forward with the emergency plan to bring up to four ships a day to Skagway in twenty twenty three. Reporting from Skagway, I'm Mike Swayze.
0: Candidates for Alaska's U.S. Senate race took part in a question and answer session at the Southeast Conference's annual meeting in Ketchikan. Coast Alaska's Angela Denning reports.
4: The Southeast Conference brings together businesses and economic organizations from throughout the region. The U.S. Senate candidates answered questions about issues important to Southeast. The candidates all said the Alaska Marine Highway System was essential. They supported growing technical education programs to develop the state's local workforce, and they thought the southeast region is a leader in renewable energy for its hydropower. But the candidates had a few different ideas on their approach to helping fisheries and the lack of affordable housing. They were asked how they would help Alaska get its fair share of international fisheries allocations. Kelly Chewbacca said she would increase enforcement of federal waters through the U.S. Coast Guard. I strongly support increasing our Coast Guard aircraft, drones, cutters, and resources in Alaska to enforce our EEZ. I also think we need to invest in enforcement to protect our multi-billion dollar annualized seafood industry. She also said she'd create a new Fisheries Management Council to manage Alaska waters and the Bering Sea. Pat Chesborough also saw more oversight as a possible solution.
0: We can also strengthen our observer programs by having two observers, maybe, so that they don't have to stay up 24 hours a day to uh, check on the fish and check on the bycatch. She
4: said the country also needs to address climate change, which will affect its fisheries. Murkowski said Alaska loses Chinook salmon allocation during every Pacific Salmon Treaty negotiation. She says what she can do as a federal lawmaker is to help with funding make sure that we are sufficiently funding the research. I have been doing that, I've targeted to Alaska. I'm making sure that we are getting the benefit from NOAA survey and research requirements. We need to make sure that every year, whether it is with the Pacific Salmon Treaty, we have funded that to the level that has been requested. She said Alaska also needs to send its best and brightest negotiators to the table. The candidates were also asked about housing and childcare, which have been identified as critical to Southeast's economy. In a survey this year of over 400 Southeast businesses, most said housing and childcare were their biggest challenges. Chesbro chose to speak on childcare and said three- and four-year-olds could be going to preschool. She said it needs to be an investment priority,
0: and that means we need to invest not only in the you know helping people to afford it, but we need to invest in the people that provide it. We need to have professional child care workers. We know this is really important.
4: Chabaka said the state needs to get back millions of acres of land from the federal government to use. She said there needs to be more infrastructure in neighborhoods and slammed the Biden administration's trillion dollar infrastructure bill. The Biden administration has decided we will get no new roads from the infrastructure bill. That's what happens when we make deals with the Biden administration. We help them. They don't help us. Chewbacca accused the Biden administration several times throughout the Q&A session. Murkowski countered that there is funding for new roads in the federal infrastructure bill and said Chewbacca's remarks were wrong. Absolutely, flat out not true. And she needs to look clearly to to that measure that not only builds out the road infrastructure, but also bridges uh, every aspect of, of really connection. She said the bill includes $23 million for Sitka alone to increase affordable housing. The Southeast Conference was held September 13th through the 15th in Ketchikan. Reporting in Petersburg, I'm Angela Denning.
0: I'm Brooke Schaefer and this has been Raven News.